welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, <laughs> is my girlfriend, Carol. How are you doing, Carol? Better than you today, but uh, hey, what's up? Yeah, it is... July 28th, 1994. We've had a good week here at Massive Late Fee. I hear people in the Soviet Union might be, well, the former Soviet Union might be hearing our our show, the Ukraine. It's crazy. Like, who is sending these tapes overseas? I I, I mean, I appreciate it, but it's kind of weird. We've gotten letters from Ireland. We've gotten letters from the Ukraine. We've gotten letters from some places in Africa I've never heard of. Yep, taken off, taken off. Yeah, so uh, that's good. And, you know, talk to, what's her name? Sally Struthers, right? That's it, yeah. Talk to Sally Struthers about feeding some of those kids over in Africa. Right. More people need to to listen to our show, so... <laughs> those 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 kids need to, to live to teenage years. <laughs> Just so they can listen to our show. Exactly. Right. That's the only reason that I care about it. Less than a cup of coffee a day. All right. Speaking of less than a cup of a co- cup of coffee a day, why don't you give some money to Carol and Carol Slacker and listen to our massive mixtapes, uh, music reviews from the top hits of 1994. Yeah, you know you want to hear all about it. Yeah, those are those are great to listen to. They are. We're fun. We are, we are fun. <laughs> so, news today. There's some things in the news. There's some disturbing things in the news. Uh-oh, what are you what are you bringing us to talk about today? Well, a tornado leaves 3 dead, but we don't really talk about that stuff. There's there's some different things about Russian military prepares for joint maneuvers with the U.S. So Russia is clearly, I mean, we're, you know, I alluded to it. Soviet Union is no more. The Berlin Wall came down five years ago now. And Russia fell like three years ago, or the Soviet Union fell three years ago. Coup d'etat. And now... We're friends. It's weird. It is. It's a weird thing to live in. But, you know, I imagine that friendship will just last forever, don't you? Yeah, I would imagine. I mean, it seems like they've they've changed their ways. But anyway, uh, O.J. Simpson. Uh Uh-oh, what's going on with O.J.? Well, prosecutors have delayed a decision about whether to file charges against Al Collings or not. The guy that aided and abetted Simpson in Um. driving him away. So, they're not sure. They don't know if they're going to go after him. We'll see what happens. My guess is no. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine no. I imagine that Simpson has at least some kind of uh, pull over, you know, most of the people in his sphere of influence. So, it wasn't like he was just like, hey, let me uh, let me do this thing. He was probably coerced. Yeah, and I, I think, I just think that they, O.J. Simpson's the person they want. If... He's the one that killed Nicole and Mr. Ronald Goldman. That's the one they want. So why why waste time with Al Collings? Unless yeah. Al Collings was there at the murder. Right. I mean saying, Go ahead, juice. <laughs> what well, that's not funny. She that's not funny. Aw. Oh wow, really? You're just gonna bring it down? <laughs> I don't know. You know I don't like that dark humor. Yeah, I guess. So, yeah, the juice. Where was the tornado? Uh, let me see. Wait, oh, ugh. Uh, Sealy Posturepita closeout sale. Four days only. $59 on a Firmo Best Luxury uh, full mattress. So, good luck with that. But that's the, that's the ad <laughs> that's underneath the story. Uh, let's see. Tornado leaves three dead police and utility workers work Thursday. <laughs> In a neighborhood of Limerick, Pennsylvania. So nowhere near us at all. I don't know why it's in the Detroit Free Press, but it is. Weird. And then there's animals in the news. 2,400,000 acres of tropical rainforest will be set aside on Borneo. 
to create the world's largest wildlife sanctuary. Officials from Indonesia and Malaysia announced the plan Thursday. 26 gorillas have been born in the Bronx Zoo since it opened in 1895. 32,500,000 ducks quack around the United States, according to a May survey by the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and nine animals have been carved on the world's largest totem pole, a 180-foot pole carved in Victoria, British Columbia, for next month's Commonwealth Games. Uh, The animals, wolf, eagle, whale, frog, raven, hummingbird, salmon, bear, and butterfly. But the story that I really wanted to talk about... Yes? (laughs) We were talking about whether or not it was cheating to, you know, flirt with people on the internet and all that stuff. Right. One thing that I had not thought about was in regards to the internet, but I guess it makes sense. A California couple has been convicted on computer porn charges. Okay. Apparently they've used the internet Uh to distribute pornography. And that's illegal? Yeah, absolutely. You can't, anyone can access that. Anybody that's under 18 can access it. So here's what the story says. A husband and wife were convicted of distributing pornography via computer Thursday in a case that raised questions about how to apply federal obscenity law to the information superhighway. Hmm. Robert and Carlene Thomas, both 38, of Milpitas, California, were each convicted of 11 counts of transmitting obscenity through interstate phone lines. Each count carries up to five years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Wow. That's 11 counts, so I guess they're facing 55 years in prison and, what, uh, over $2,750,000 in fines. That's crazy. I mean, I'm not saying they're going to get that, but that's the maximum possible penalty it could carry. Uh, They were tried in Memphis because photos were received there. So they are from California, but they were tried in Memphis, Tennessee, because that's who have, somebody in Memphis, Tennessee is the one that got pornographic photo, photos. Okay. I wonder if it was of them. Well, I, I would assume, but um, what, what, were, were they underage or something? I don't I don't understand this. I mean, it's not like a, no, buying were, a Playboy is illegal. So why they is were it thirty eight years old? So why is it illegal for people to look at porn on the internet? It's well, first of all, there are different statutes in different states. We can buy a Playboy here in Michigan if you go to a drugstore or whatever. Right. But you can't sell it to someone that's under eighteen. Right. There, there. It's pornography is highly restricted. Okay. So I mean, that's why there's no what what restrictions. Who's guarding uh, the the internet, the information superhighway? Who's guarding that? Um, I, I don't know, but it no seems one. like a bit of an overreaction. So they were tried in Memphis because photos were received there. The trial raised questions about a 1973 Supreme Court ruling that obscenity must be judged according to local community standards. With interna- international networks, that standard may be obsolete, the defense contended. Yeah. So it's that famous thing where... They talked about what is obscene because they were talking about pornography. And I can't remember which judge it was, but the justice said, I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Hmm. And that's that's always been the hard thing about regulating pornographic material. What's obviously, I think we can all agree that children is over the line. Well, of course. And but what. What what else? I mean, you could. There's lots of like messed up things people do out there. Lots of messed up things that could be depicted in pornography. What's what's the line? Is just a nude woman obscene? I would think most people would say no. Is the act of sex obscene? You know, the, like depicting the ap- the act of sex. Again, probably most people would say no. But then there's there's other ways you could go with it. Different. Toys, different. I mean, there's just tons of stuff, right? Well, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely uh, different <laughs> different tastes out there that that could be you know considered. But I mean, some people, like you say, some people would think it's obscene. Some people wouldn't. And is that what the is that what this internet is going to become? Is a, a breeding ground for for I guess people that have different 
sort of fetishes or different little niche tastes to splinter off into groups and stuff? Maybe. It's I don't know. It's 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 interesting. The whole yeah, I the mean, whole thing is interesting. There definitely need to be laws for the internet, but I don't know that we can just apply laws that already exist to the internet. But how do you apply well how do you apply laws to the internet? There are there there are federal laws that cover the entire United States. Right. So I guess the US's internet, but it's not even that's not even the United States. The internet's not the United States. It's like the Wild West. <laughs> but anyway, I guess you could apply those to anyone that's receiving stuff in the United States maybe, but there are so many local ordinances. There are so many local different laws. That, like I said, ten- in Tennessee, certain things might be considered obscene and completely illegal like even certain magazines that would be legal here i know sodomy is illegal in some places and not others right that's that's one for sure which has always been weird to me because like why would anybody feel like they have the right to tell people what they can and cannot do in the privacy of their bedrooms but whatever yeah well you know my feelings on that i've never i've always maintained that Anything that doesn't violate the rights of others shouldn't be against the law. Right? So murder obviously is against the law. It violates another person's right to life. And, you know, things like theft and stuff are against the law. All those things violate other people's rights. But prostitution doesn't. Drugs don't. If you wear a helmet or you don't on your motorcycle... Doesn't if you wear a seatbelt or you don't, doesn't those those things don't infringe on anyone else's rights. Therefore, they shouldn't be illegal. How about cigarette smoking? No, I don't think cigarette smoking should be illegal. Those no, don't I don't think rights. it should either. But it, you know, some people would say that it infringes on their rights because you know there's the secondhand smoke that people complain about. Eh, I, I mean, I think that's kind of overblown. We've heard a lot about that secondhand smoke recently, but I think. I don't know. I feel like that's kind of overblown. It is weird in the fact that it's the one drug, I guess, besides marijuana. But obviously, that's not as nearly as prevalent as smoking cigarettes. Right. But I guess it's the it's the one mainstream drug that's out there that could possibly affect other people because it creates a cloud of smoke. Obviously, if you're drinking, that doesn't affect other people. Dire- I mean, if you're well, you know, you're an asshole. So. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're saying I'm an asshole? No, 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 I'm just saying, (laughs) I should have, if you're an asshole, it affects other people. Yeah, your actions can, but just the fact of drinking, does it? You don't, just the fact of drinking in a room, it's not like it gets other people drunk or, or, you know, anything like that. So it is weird in that, in that aspect. I I mean, I guess, I don't know, I guess you'd have to take that on a case-by-case basis. If they had hard science that said that secondhand smoking that the the cloud of smoke that's produced by cigarettes actually harms people or ca- increases their risk of cancer or whatever, then yeah, I guess they should probably not allow that in place. It'd be so weird, though. Could you imagine going to a restaurant and not being able to smoke at the table? No, I would lose my mind. Or like a bar. Could you imagine going to a bar and I can't imagine going to a bar that- at all. Oh, you can't? Well, I can imagine it, but, I mean, I haven't done it, so... Okay. I guess we're not talking about the fake IDs, then. Um. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Thanks for listening. That's just a joke, of course. Anyway, so, Martin Sheen and Kyle McLaughlin are in a show called Roswell on Showtime. It's a movie for television based on a 1940s UFO incident. Apparently, this is Showtime trying to get some of the X-Files fans out there. For those of you that don't realize the X-Files is, you know, quite a phenomenon. And, yeah, so I I think they're trying to capitalize on that audience. Is Kyle McLaughlin related to Sarah McLaughlin? That's her brother. Really? No, I have no idea. Oh. I was all excited for a minute. He's just an actor. I have no idea. He looks vaguely familiar. But I don't know what I would have seen him in. I know Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen is related to Charlie Sheen. Yeah. So you know. I know. And Emilio Estevez. Is also related to them, yes. Yeah, because Charlie Sheen's real name is Estevez. 
Jim. Carlos Estevez. <laughs> he does not look like a Carlos. He looks like a Charlie. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true. But w- considering the amount of cocaine he does, he definitely looks like an Estevez. <laughs> Hey, wait a minute. (laughs) I got you to laugh at something completely inappropriate. Oh, that was racist. No. (laughs) I don't laugh at that. It's not true either. Uh, Anyway, so before we get on to 90210, speaking of racism, there's no racism in 902. Well, there is, but there's no racism. There's sexism. There's no racism in this episode. But I wanted to, I know we, we said we might not, it might be a while before we go back to the Lonely Hearts Club or whatever it's called. Massive love. Massive love. But that was my nickname. But uh, you know it. <laughs> I found a couple on here that I thought were somewhat interesting. So I just wanted to run them by you, Carol. Okay. So this one says females wanted. Alrighty then. All capital letters. Married or single for an assertive, uh, insistent passionate single white male he's insistent that's kind of creepy sounding what does it mean for discreet adult activities also interested in couples and older women overweights welcome weird it's a that's a weird thing to say to overweights welcome like he's basically saying he's completely open to having sex with anyone but be prepared for the fact that he's not going away. Yeah. You open the door to this man, <laughs> and he is there. It gives a uh, new meaning to Pandora's box. Right? I, I would definitely stay away from that one. Wow. Yeah. So, weird. <laughs> weird guy. He's looking for anyone. <laughs> Couples, older women, married or single, doesn't Fatties. matter. Wow. That's, that's, that's harm. That's... That's, that's I, insulting. I am too. a fatty, so I can say it. No, you're not. Yeah, huh? No, you're not. But you like it. You're not, though. You like me thick. Yeah, but you're not fat. Okay, whatever. You're curvy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this is one we read before, happily married. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as happily married in the classifieds ads. Happily married by white male seeks the same for friendship and more. Must be handsome. So he's, he's seeking another dude. This is a gay guy that's married. <laughs> and not happily married. This is a guy that, that lied to himself for the last 20 years. Right. And said, hey, it's the way society is. I've got to get married. That's poor sad. Yeah, this poor well, guy. His poor wife. Poor wife, too. Sure. And he's, he's going to introduce this dude as his new best friend, and she will have no idea. <laughs> Sorry. Why is that so funny? We're just going out camping, sweetie. Right? We're going to go hunting in the woods. <laughs> We're going to the gym. Oh, poor wife. But satisfied guy, probably. Uh, beautiful and sexy, inside and out. By lady, seeking to be pampered and spoiled by a single, professional, attractive, unsuspecting... Unsuspecting? By woman. What does that mean? Wow. I'm going to sneak up on you. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what is wrong with these people? (laughs) 20 to 35. In return, you will get the emotional support that most men are not capable of giving and the best of both in regards to physical pleasure. What does that mean? Is she a hermaphrodite? The best of both. I mean, I I just want to know, does she own her own equipment Naturally, or is it purchased? Because I really believe she is saying that she will do both. Yeah, that's what I. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like she's saying, and I guess I would probably lean towards that it's purchased equipment. But she has something that she can, for the lack of a better term, say strap on right. herself and perform activities that a male would would naturally be able to do while at the same time being a soft and sensuous female that actually kind of sounds good now (laughs) (laughs) does it um no it really doesn't not for me maybe for you but uh, um okay no i mean if i was a girl i guess is what i'm trying to say your privacy guaranteed and then the next line is ford motor company headquarters what (laughs) area 
Ford Motor Company headquarters area. So okay. It's, it's the area around the Ford. Is, is that River Rouge? I think so. Yeah, it's around. The, is this is this is this a Martha Ford? <laughs> <laughs> is that is that who this is that is looking for this? Although, yeah, well, it doesn't say her age. It just says you need to be between twenty and thirty-five. Hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Then there's one more. By curious boyfriend wanted. Okay. By a happily married white couple. My wife of 27. Does that mean 27 years or is she is 27? Hmm. Again, that's confusing. My wife of 27. If he meant that she's 27, he should write my wife, comma, 27. Right. Petite, pretty, feminine, a lot, one word, of fun and very sexy. She is looking for a long-term relationship. That should be a hyphen. Long-term. <laughs> I'm just going to rip this part grammatically. Right. This is a classifieds ad, not an essay, dear. With the right women. Not with the right woman. With the right women. A string of women. So he wants a harem. Okay. Who wants nobody else. What? Only healthy, clean, and no game players need to respond. My wife will answer all calls. So, this is a dude saying, but it says, by curious boyfriend wanted. I don't, what does that mean? I, I don't know. Because then it says, then it says, the, it's a woman who's 27, and she's looking for a long-term relationship with, with the right women. I, I assume he means with the right woman. So, they're not looking for a, a boyfriend, they're looking for a girlfriend for his wife. I, I, the whole thing is very strange. Yeah, I I don't know, but that is that's the classifieds today. If you want to do the jump, uh uh-uh. uh, <laughs> we well, can unscramble this one. C R E M Y. <laughs> that's a hard one. I can't I can't figure it out. Can you? C R M E Y. It's almost creamy, but there's no a. Right. Mercy. M-E-R-C-Y. Mercy, that's what it Mercy. is. Mercy. So the first letter's an E. <laughs> this is the question. I'll have some more potatoes, this dude's saying. And it says, what the border with the long reach became. Weird. Last week's was, what the lawmakers did at dinner. Passed the bill. So can we talk about 90210 now? Oh, I want to do the jumble. Oh, jeez. One day I'm going to do the jumble before we actually start recording our show. And then I'm just going to I'm gonna have the jumble done. Maybe we could challenge people to do Of course, they could just read it in the paper. Right. Uh, I feel like there was one more of these things on here. That Although in Ireland, you know, they're not going to have a copy of the paper. That's true. Yeah, we are. We are getting letters from Ireland. So, that's, that's, oh, oh, attention, all Arabic, Hispanic, Chaldean, Latino, and black men interested in a relationship with an attractive gay black male. (laughs) Wow. He could not have picked more races that are intolerant of homosexuality. Well, it's just funny because he just doesn't want a white guy. Yeah. Or, I guess, maybe an Asian. Yeah, I wonder. Are the Asian is the Asian community more tolerant of gay people or less tolerant of gay people? In I don't general? know. I know that well, Chaldeans. So Arabic, Chaldean is. We have a lot of Chaldean people around here. By the way, he spelled it wrong. We we have a lot of Chaldean people around here. So for those of you that don't know, Chaldean means that you're a Christian that lives in the Middle East for the most part, almost exclusively, I believe, Iraq. So. There was there's a sect in, in Iraq where missionaries came there a long time ago. There are Christian people that live in there in Iraq, and they're not Arabic. They're sort of a minority, I guess, and they're probably persecuted. I guess too. Yeah, which is I would imagine. Probably why a lot of them are here. But anyway, so Chaldeans might not be against homosexuality. I don't, I don't know. But well, I mean, most Christians are, so I would imagine Chaldeans are because they are also Christians. That's true. I, Arabics, I know, have a. I mean, I'm painting people with a broad brush. I understand that, but I mean, come on. For the most part, Arabics, Hispanics, Latinos, and black the black community, they're not super <laughs> into. 
Homosexuality? Yeah, for the most part. So good luck there, sir. I hope you find what you're looking for or eventually settle on a white guy that will love you for who you are. Anyway, okay, so let's talk about 90210. Carol, why don't you take us through the plot of this episode of 90210? Okay, so this episode was a little bit heavy. Um, It was mostly about Brenda. Yeah, it was quite heavy. Yeah. Um, So Brenda has decided that she wants her life to have more meaning. She went out shopping with Kelly and Donna for apparently the third day in a row, and that was just too much frivolity for her. (laughs) (laughs) And she gets all, like, just mopey and depressed. Like, she looks like me when I'm PMSing. You know, she's just flopping around the house. She looked really young in this episode, too, for some reason. Well, I mean, she is really young. Because, I mean, I think we're expecting to see her... You know, in the most recent season when she's, like, college-aged, and then we see her when she's, like, 15, pretending to be 16 or whatever it is. But she she still looks younger than she does in other episodes of this season. I think it was just the way they did her hair and makeup this this episode. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe they did that on purpose, too. But maybe, but I don't know why they'd try to make her look younger in this episode. They might have also filmed this episode before they filmed other episodes. You think they film out of order? I, yeah, I think they probably do. Hmm. Well, for this one, she, Andrea, who is usually, I, I like Andrea. She seems like smart, competent, and, you know. 45. <laughs> she's smart. She's competent. She's 45 <laughs> right. in high school. <laughs> but um, she was a real bitch. Yeah, she was not nice in this episode until she became nice. Suddenly, she turned around instantly. Well, okay, so she is apparently used to people wanting to volunteer at the crisis line and just dropping out. She said, you know, most people don't make it past their first shift and, you know, but she kept telling Brenda. And I, and I, I mean, I get it. Because did, we, did we mention that Brenda wanted to do that or are we just skipping that detail? Okay, so Brenda wanted to work with Andrea at the crisis line. Mm-hmm. They call it the rap line. The rap line. <laughs> 1989's best talk line. So it's volunteer run with the social worker supervising them. Mm-hmm. And it's for... That's what you want to do, right? Yeah. Yeah, it is. That, would that be a fun job for you, supervising I, teenagers? Yeah, well, I would love... Well, I don't know about that, but I mean, I would love to volunteer at a crisis line. That sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. I can think of I can think of no better Saturday night than to sit around the phones and listen to people complaining about uh, their parents and stuff. Um, well, I mean, obviously, as this episode shows, there's more serious stuff. Too. There is more serious stuff, but do you think that that's realistic? Yeah. yeah. So you think that teen lines... Well, we'll get into it, but I don't think that this situation happens that often. Okay. Uh, I hope you're right. Anyway, <laughs> um, Brenda wants to volunteer with Andrea, and she tries to talk her out of it. She's just like, oh, do you know what a big commitment this is? Are you are you sure? You, you know? got to train for three months, right? Like, I mean, just like I did it twenty years ago. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's just really heavy-handed, and like, you know, it takes a certain kind of person, and all that. I mean, like, she's, she's being just really condescending so, and judgmental. Yeah, so insulting. And um, so Brenda goes for the first shift, and and basically, it looks like she's just observing. And, you know, they're they're taking calls, whatever, and she gets a call. This is so bad. She gets a call from Kelly yeah. her first day on the line that, you know, is supposed to be used for people calling in for help. Mm-hmm. And um, Kelly asks, what time do you want me to rescue you? So she says, well, the phones go off at 10. She's like, okay, I'll see you at 10. Mm-hmm. And she mentions that Donna is arguing with her parents because she has asked for a nose job and that they mm-hmm. have said no. Do you think that that parallels real life? Do you think that Tori Spelling asked her dad, Aaron Spelling, for a nose job, and he said, no, Spelling gets a nose job? (laughs) Who knows? But, I mean, I don't think she needs one. Her nose is a little big. Maybe a little, but, I mean, I think she's still pretty. She's For now. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I know she doesn't grow up pretty. Maybe it's because she gets plastic surgery and she looks ugly later. Do you know how how they say guys... The, sometimes they grow into their face. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes they don't. Yeah. Like lots of guys that are really attractive when they're teenagers, they grow up and they're not as attractive because your nose 
and your ears and stuff keep growing. Yeah. Just little bits, but they keep growing and they throw off the symmetry as you get older. So some guys grow into their face and some guys don't. She did not grow into her face. No, no, she did not. I think her eyes are, they're almost on the side of her head. It's like she's a lizard. She's a lizard person. Um, yeah, they're out there, as we learned in one of the massive mixtapes. <laughs> Anyways, um, so at the end of the night, Brenda is waiting for Kelly, who does not show up. Yeah, she she she's not there, so Brenda pounds on the door. Thank God there's a janitor. Like, I don't know what she would have done otherwise. She would have just waited out there, I guess. But the janitor... The janitor opens the door, says, my people don't like homosexuality, just so you know. What? <laughs> Come on. In. No, he's just reinforcing the stereotype I gave them earlier. Um, yeah, that's just wrong. Okay, don't don't do that. <laughs> anyway, everyone knows that I'm joking. If you can't take a joke, I know we're in an age of political correctness everywhere. Everything's got to be sterilized and everything has to be exactly no one's feelings can get hurt and stuff like that. But come on now. We can all laugh at each other. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Um, anyway. Worst fake laugh ever, people. So, the The janitor uh, lets Brenda in to use the phone and she calls Kelly who says, oh, I'm leaving now. Like, why, why, why would you not have already left? And then instead of saying, okay, I'm leaving now, and then hanging up and leaving, she goes, I'll call you back in a few minutes. What? Yeah. She's got, she's got Donna's mom on the line. (laughs) So I guess she's talking to Donna's mom about this nose job. I don't know. Yeah. It's very weird. She's very involved in this. And, um, so Brenda's like, okay, fine. So she's waiting for her to call back and the phone rings and she answers it. And guess what? It's a crisis line. It's not Kelly. Yeah. It's some chick. And yeah, this, this chick, it's so sad. Like it actually kind of made me, uh, choke up a little bit when, uh, she said, how do you know if you've been raped? Yeah. Well, what she said, what she said is. So, if you're making it with a guy, because, you know, that's the the phrase to use. (laughs) I guess if you're in, uh, like, uh, I don't know, middle school. I mean, in the movie that we watched uh, later, they use that phrase all the time. (laughs) Yeah, they did. But, so she said, how do you know when you're making it and you ask the guy to stop and he doesn't stop? Is that my fault? That's what she said. That's pretty sad. Yeah. I mean, I like to make jokes about things, and I obviously, and I like to make fun of 90210, especially, but even I can't can't joke about that. <laughs> it's kind of a, a weird way to put it, though. Like, when she says making it, if they're already making it, do you ask him to stop in the middle? Is that what she's saying? Yeah, I, I assume what she said was, or I assume what happened was, at least the first time. We learned that, that things get much darker yeah. from here. But I assume what happened is the first time is he he liked her. He said, hey, let's go back to your car or whatever. S- Sanders, Steve Sanders, uh, scumbag number one, and even mentions it at the beginning. It's... It's like Grudge Week or, or something like that. Spirit, we call it Spirit Week at our school. But it's, it's basically they, they have these competitions like a field day with another school. I think it's uh, Beverly High versus West Beverly yeah. High. And so it's a, a week-long thing of this. And Sanders says, hey, you know, he says to Dylan, or not Dylan, he says to Brandon... You know, you should uh, you should look out. All the freshmen and sophomore girls they they hang around because they want to bag themselves an upperclassman and stuff. So the attitude is clearly the freshmen and the sophomore girls are there for the taking. Yeah. During this week, so I assume what happened is this guy said he, he picked her out and said, "Let's go back to my car or your car or whatever." And they started making out. They started fooling around. It got to a point where she said, okay, this is, 
I don't want to go any further. And he was like, fuck that. Uh, we're not stopping. And and that's what that's what happened. That's my that's my assumption. But OK, so when someone says making it or what do you think they mean? I assume that she means in the anywhere in the act of sex. So if you're in the foreplay making out part, if you're in, you know, whatever, I assume that's what she's talking about. I'm guessing they they were just getting to the pants off portion when she wanted them to stop. But I mean, that's speculation. But honestly, it doesn't matter if it's if it's mid thrust and a girl wants you to stop, then you just stop. That's that that's all there is to it, guys. Anyone out there that thinks that you get to a certain point and it's like it's like you're flying in a plane and it's the point of no return <laughs> or it's like we're not coming back from here. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Uh, that's my, that's my opinion. And you can, you can take that to, to heart. Go fuck yourselves. But anyway, so yeah, at any point, if the girl wants you to stop, you stop. So we're not a hundred percent sure what Brenda really said to her, advised her other than, you know, I think something like it's not your fault, you know? She, yeah, well, she said it's not your fault. And she said, I mean, I don't think it is. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the way the question was phrased, I, I, even I have questions. Like, I'm not sure what exactly was going on. If you really want, you know, an answer, I mean, yeah, as a general, you know, rule, then it, um, it's always, you know, like you said, if, if somebody says stop, you stop. But, you know, I'd kind of want to know the details, I guess. Well, what details could, could there be to make it okay? To not stop if a girl says There's stop. no details to make it okay, but it just to, in order to respond, in order to walk, talk through the problem, to be able to, I don't know, I'd want to know more. I guess if I was in that situation and someone thinks they'd been raped, whether I thought that they sort of brought it upon themselves, I guess for lack of a better term, I would still say no <laughs> until, until later maybe, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, guess if the girl was like, well, you know, I... Uh, you know, we started making out. I said, "Look, no matter what I say, I want to have sex. I like to play this game where I say stop, <laughs> where I say stop all the time." I mean, maybe that's the only situation, right? But um, yeah, I don't know. I, the, uh, the first thought that went in my head when I heard that question was, "If you have to ask that question, you were raped." Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, that probably would have been my response. But Yeah, it's one of those things like when you get splashed with a bucket of water. How do you know? If you think, if you think you're wet. Then you're then, wet. Then you are. Yeah. Same um, thing. So, okay. So, Brenda eventually, I guess, gets to make it home with Kelly. And she tries to go talk to Andrea in the morning. Yeah, she does. She tries to basically <clears> say, <throat> she tells Kelly that she messed up. She thought it was Kelly calling. She answered it, and it was, you know, somebody on the teen line. She wasn't supposed to talk to them. She's all freaked out about it, and she's like, I'm going to get in so much trouble. So she tries to talk to, to Andrea about it, but Andrea's hearing aids turned to, bi- <laughs> turned to bitch. So, so everything that she hears comes out as, uh, you know, oh, I, I need to uh, be a jerk to this person. <laughs> Yeah, she she immediately assumes that Brenda is trying to tell her she doesn't want to do it and that, you know, she's backing out instead of actually listening to what Brenda's saying and trying to help. Yeah. So, I mean, I, honestly, I'm surprised that Brenda even came back that night. Like, I think I might not have. I probably would have just been like, fuck it. I'll find someone else to do because Andrea sucks. And- I, I think Brenda wanted to find out who it was because yeah. that was her obsession the entire episode, she heard this girl's voice and said, I know that voice. I know who that is. That she, she tells Kelly later, I recognized her voice. I think she's someone that goes here. And she wants to find out who it is the whole time. Which, I don't know, it seems kind of like wrong to me. I mean, it's an anonymous rap line. Yeah. So it shouldn't be her priority to figure out who she is just to help her. Exactly. It's the only, the only time you'll hear anonymous and rap in the same sentence because those guys well i mean i guess it's possible because a lot of those guys they don't they don't want to bolster themselves up they don't want to 
they don't want to brag. They don't want to grandize themselves. Right. Rap artists. You know, right. They're very humble. <laughs> so. Like, yo, yo, yo. I, I got a two-bedroom apartment. <laughs> it suits me fine. So, Brenda, um, eventually, like, what happens? They call. The girl does call the next day when Brenda is there. Yeah, right at the end. Right at 10 o'clock when they're leaving. Yep. And Andrea answers and says, oh, it's for you. And and luckily, the supervisor is still there. And she's like, well, you don't put her on the phone and we'll help her through it, basically. Yeah, because she says, she basically, she explains it and says, I thought it was my ride. Who was late? I, I answered the phone. It was this person. And Andrea's like, what should we do? And the, the social worker's like, put Brenda on the phone with her because she has a, a rapport with Brenda. So that makes sense. Oh, and they asked, too, like, what the what the issue was, and Brenda said she thinks she was date rape, or no, she said possible date rape. And Andrea goes... I think goes, she just said possible rape. Oh, possible rape. And and Andrea goes, oh, thankfully something easy. Was she being sarcastic? No, rape is a really easy problem to deal with. Of course she was being sarcastic. She didn't, it didn't sound sarcastic. To, I don't know. It well, just sounded bitchy, just, like she, everything else that came out of her mouth the whole episode. She's just really bad at sarcasm, but... No, she, like, earlier she was talking to some guy whose mom walked in on him while he was masturbating. Right. <laughs> That's an easy call, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, so Brenda, you know, talks to her again, and the girl says, and it's just, like, unbelievable and heart-wrenching when she's like, it happened again. Yeah. Just the next day it happened again. Right. And, um... Then he was, like, rough with her. Is this when he brought a friend, or was it the next time? Next okay. time. So, but he was rougher with her this time. Yeah. And so the next night, Brenda, um, they're leaving, and the girl hasn't called. Mm-hmm. And she is, you know, saying to Andrea, you know, let's just wait, let's just wait. She even gets the supervisor to give her, like, 15 minutes to wait, but the right. girl doesn't call. Right. They're outside, and they, she gets her to let her... She talks Andrea into... Letting her back in, and they wait till almost eleven o'clock, and they're just leaving. And she calls. Yep. So that's when she says he brought a friend. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. You know, I would. I'm just amazed because as the episode continues, it's like, I mean, she keeps going back into this same situation, and not getting help. And like, I mean, I'm not. At that point, it is her fault. Yeah, you're right. No, no, no. I'm not. I'm not saying that, but it's like. What I just wish that I could understand, like, what all the factors were that led her to continue to go back into this situation. I I do think it's one of the unbelievable things about the episode, because we'll we'll find out at the end of the episode what the situation is. And even I questioned it. Not that it's ever her fault. It's not her fault. But, well, we'll we'll get to it. And I'll, I'll explain my problems with it from a logical standpoint, from how they wrote the show, not... Not in a real world scenario. So Brenda messes up though on the phone this time. Like she really upsets her because she says something to Andrea and she said, Oh, you're talking about me. Like yeah. you broke your promise or whatever because she said she wouldn't tell anyone. And she said, It's just another volunteer at the, the thing here. And uh, she, you know, she gets all pissed off. She, she hangs up on She her. asks who. Yeah. And Brenda says Andrea, and she's like, "What's you know, what's her last name?" Because they figured out they go to the same school. And she says Andrea Zuckerman, and that's when she hangs up. Yeah, but now Brenda has had Brenda's like a computer. Brenda has had enough uh, instances of the voice to <laughs> to identify who it is. She thinks so. She walks up to a cheerleader that we saw at the beginning of the episode, and she knows her name. So I guess they have some sort of at least tertiary relationship. I mean, they might have just been in a class together. And she basically calls her out and says, hey. You know, I know it was you. It was you on the phone. And, and, you know, the girl basically admits it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's like really angry at Brenda for for making her deal with her face-to-face because the whole point of being able to call that line was being able to talk to somebody without having to do this. Which is true. Yeah. So... We see her then in the hallway, and it's after class. And there's a couple, there's a girl that's there. There's two other guys with that girl, too. Yeah. So there's there's a girl there, and she says, hey, you know, I don't know why she had to wait to leave. 
the the cheerleader girl. I don't remember because well, they're just standing. No, she in the was hall. waiting because the girl the girl who she's talking to the guys was supposed to walk with her to her car or mm-hmm. maybe even ride with her. Yeah, she was supposed to ride with her. I think. Okay. And then these two guys want her to go with them. And she's going to go with them. And she's like, well, will you at least walk me in my car? She's like, oh, they're not going to wait for me. I got to go. So she had actually lined up to have someone with her so that it didn't happen again. I, I guess. But here's the thing. So the problem is she's she's there after hours at the school because of this spirit week thing that's going on. And then she's got to walk to her car, which is in the parking lot. There are no, first of all, there are no teachers there. There has to be some adults there supervising this event. Right. Even if it's just the gym teacher or whatever. She can't talk to him. And, and without saying what happened to her, just saying, you know, I, sometimes I don't feel safe. Can you walk me to my car? Or she, or just leaving a little bit earlier or taking a different route or parking someplace else or having her mom drop her off. There's, I'm not saying it's her fault at all. I'm just saying, I think, logically, someone with whom, who this happened to twice would do something like that to try to prevent it from happening again. Oh, for sure. I don't think she'd put herself in this situation a third time. Now, she has to... Because of the way the episode ends, the the way that the way the want they want to end the episode, she has to put herself in peril like this again. But I don't think logically a person would. Right. And it doesn't make it it doesn't make it their fault if they do. I'm just saying, I think a thinking person would have done something differently to prevent this from happening. Yes, for sure. So she walks to her car by herself, and these two assholes come up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, let's get in the car. And she's like, no, not tonight. Please, not tonight. The friend is like, don't make us get rough again. Yeah. And then the other one's like, okay, we'll just do it standing up. Yeah, and then he grabs her and pushes her against the car. And that's when the police come out. Yes. With like, it's like, I I can't, it's like the end of a... uh, of I don't know, like one of those uh, like cop shows or something like that. Right. But they all of a sudden they're out of the bushes with guns drawn on them and everything. You know, come here, creep, and they they handcuff them. And Brenda's there with Andrea and the supervisor and Brandon, I believe too. Yeah. Just, and so she says, Brandon says, "How did you know, Brenda?" And and Andrea says. Brenda noticed that all the calls were coming after 10 o'clock, so she figured that, that this happened after she left for Spirit Day after the school, and she said something like, Brenda was able to figure all that out because she's really smart or good at this or, or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> I remember I was saying to you, I was like, or because it's incredibly obvious. Yeah. All the calls are coming at this time of night. Obviously, this is when it's happening, and... You know the spirit. You have all the information you need to put that together. Everyone should have been able to piece that together. (laughs) But yeah, so they save her from being raped again. So, I mean, that's good. Those guys are going to jail forever. And in the parlance of the show, it means we'll never see them again. (laughs) What I don't like, though, is, I mean, Brenda really, really broke her trust and her anonymity and all of that. Um, I mean, yes, she saved her, but I don't like the way she went about it. But I think that's, you know how they say that it you can tell a psychiatrist anything because a psychiatrist, they, it had, it's like a lawyer. They have that relationship where they can't reveal your secrets and things like that. Uh-huh. But if you're going to kill yourself or you're going to kill somebody else or something like that and they have reliable you know, information from you that they're going to do that, then they're empowered to contact authorities to stop that. Right. I think it's the same sort of thing, I guess. I mean, obviously, Brenda isn't even trained in this line, so there's right. no there's no code of conduct that she's supposed to have to follow. But even from a moral standpoint, I think that it's okay, considering that she's stopping a, a capital crime. Yeah. For sure, for sure. I mean, it was it was it was the right thing to do. I just I don't know. I just 
feel like sticking around and walking to her car. I mean, might have been. <laughs> well, Brenda had just come up to her and said, I'll walk you to your car. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's good the guys are going to jail. It just, the whole thing seems oh, like absolutely. a little yeah. over the top, maybe. And my other question is like, okay, she's had, she's been raped three times, three days in a row. Right. The third day by two guys. The trifecta. Yeah. And this is day four. She's a cheerleader and she is physically up to going and cheering and, you know, I'm I'm just, this doesn't make sense. Like, I I feel like she should be in a hospital. She should be pretty sore at this point. Yeah. 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 Especially they were rough with her one day. So, yeah. I mean, I would just imagine that she would not be up to uh, grudge week or whatever. Yeah. Well, in, in the real world, that would be the case. But it's fantasy TV world where this young actress didn't get real. I mean, maybe she did at some point in her life, but in this episode, she didn't. Right. So, yeah, that's that's the explanation for that. It's TV. Right. But anyway, so the subplot with 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 Brandon, what did you think of that one? Oh, my gosh. I almost forgot about the subplot with Brandon. Okay, that also dealt with rape. No, it didn't. Well, it, it dealt with possible rape, I guess. Willing rape? Statutory rape. Yeah. So he, he, there's this mystical woman that that shows (laughs) up. She's got blonde hair. She's she's an attractive woman. Yeah, she's cute. But she's giving, she's doing acupressure on, what's his name, Nat? Yeah. That runs the peach pit. And she's massaging him, all these things, and he's making these sounds like he's having an orgasm. Completely obscene sounds, yeah. So... She's kind of flirty with Brandon, and he flirts back. He thinks the whole time that he's going to ha- you know, be able to have sex with her. She's like 26 years old. <laughs> he's 16 or 17 or however old he is. And so she go- she invites him back to her place to try this new rap type thing where they she massages oils all over him, then gives him a shower, or he takes a shower, then she puts all these oils on them, wraps them in plastic or whatever, and it's supposed to be really good for the skin or something. She says that she has trouble getting volunteers. Now, first of all, it's supposed to be this amazing treatment. You're getting a massage to start off this thing. I don't know why you would have trouble. And she's an attractive girl, so I don't know why you would have trouble finding people to do this. Well, I mean, getting wrapped in plastic sounds a little weird. I don't think you're, like, head-to-toe in plastic. I think they're just wrapping parts of your body in plastic. It's, it's. I think what they usually use at those trendy California spas is, like, seaweed. They right. They do the seaweed. Yeah, I've heard of the seaweed wrap. wrap stuff. And it's supposed to be really good for your skin or whatever. Who knows? But anyway, so... I think that's kind of what she's talking about. I, I would think she'd get volunteers for that. But anyway, he comes to her house and she has a husband that she, or a, at least a fiance or a boyfriend or something. Someone who lives there. Yeah, but they. Who's older, by the way, too. Yeah, and he, he kisses her and they, oh, that's how, she was my best student. That's when I fell in love with her, blah, blah, blah. And so Brandon is crestfallen that he's not going to have sex with an older woman. <laughs> but that's that's basically the plot of, of his subplot. And they give him the Tibetan Book of the Dead. Yeah. As as a gift, because they say they give it to all our special friends, which makes it sound like they are a couple looking for a bi-curious male. Actually, what it sounds like is they, they're running a cult. Something. They, they want to get him to Guyana to drink some <laughs> Kool-Aid or something. Yeah, I don't know. It was very weird. That's a sad story, too. We won't get into that. Yes, let's not. Anyway, so that was 90210 for the week. We, we we did not go to the movie theaters this week. We were lazy, and we were hanging out with the kiddos. Uh, and um, Her nieces and nephews are seriously yeah. around here all the time now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little annoying. So we, we rented uh, the Goonies. Yeah, and they loved it. Their age, you heard them. Their ages range from whatever to whatever, but but they're all kids. And they, they loved the movie. Carol has never seen the Goonies. And I still I feel like I still haven't because they were, they were oh my gosh. That's what that's what I was saying like when we uh when we were watching the movie and the uh annoying people sitting in front of us, it was them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, we rented it at Blockbuster, we watched it at home. They were crazy. But Carol, since this is the first time you've ever seen it and I saw it when I was 
younger I, you know, when it came out. I think it's the movie's almost 10 years old now, I think. What did you think of The Goonies? Um, maybe I would have liked it 10 years ago, but I kind of hated it. I didn't hate it, but it doesn't hold up. No. And I think the reason that it doesn't hold up is because it's for kids. I, I started to think, have times changed that much from 1985, 1984, 1985? Because it's not that long ago. Although, it's the world is much different than it was back then. True. Like, lots of things have changed. Cultures changed. The political climate's changed. Economies changed. Lots of stuff have changed since then. But... I don't think it I don't think that's the case. I don't think it's just hey, Steven Spielberg makes super serious films about the Holocaust now <laughs> and really fun dinosaur movies. Right. But, but you know, this is back when he made kids adventure films and things like that and that's the era. I don't think it's I don't think it's you have to be in the 80s to like the Goonies. I think it's you have to be between the ages of 5 and maybe 12 to like the Goonies. Right. I think that's I think that's what it is. I think it doesn't age well with people, but I think kids for all time when they watch it are going to like it. Yeah, I mean that makes sense cuz I mean it's it's all about, you know, the kids saving the day and having an adventure and you know all that stuff that, you know, I look at it and think uh, unrealistic and boring and gross and yeah. yeah. It also seems more like little boys would enjoy it more than little girls. But I mean, I, I know so, yeah. I know the girls like it too. But yeah, I think you're probably right in that. There's a movie that I watched when I was a kid called Kid Co. Uh huh. Which is about a group of kids that start a company and they take down some crooked banker or something like that. I can't remember exactly what the the plot of that is. But I remember when I was a kid thinking that this was the greatest film of all time because the kids were such heroes and they were doing stuff that adults only usually did and they had a bunch of money and, and all this stuff. And I'll bet you if we rented Kidco, if we could find it, I don't even know if it's out there, but I'll bet you if we rented it on, on VHS, it would suck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so, yeah, I mean, we don't really need to go through the plot of the Goonies, you know what the story is. Their their house is getting foreclosed on. All the houses are getting foreclosed on. Somehow a golf course is taking over the entire town. <laughs> I don't know how the hell that works. I don't know where this country club is getting their money from. I don't know where they think that people are going to shop and, and stuff like that. But they're tearing down all the houses to expand their golf course into a, I don't know, a 72-hole golf course or, or whatever they're doing. And everyone's just got a sign because they owe money. The country club owns their houses. That's where they got the loans from. Do they also work at the bank? None of this makes sense. No, it makes no sense. I mean, I, I've, I've heard of stuff where, like, they'll buy people's houses. Yeah. And they might put pressure on people to sell because sure. they want to build something. Yeah. But not to just, you have to move because of whatever. Yeah, I, I, it's it's weird. And then they show up with papers in the middle of the day, and they say, are your parents home? Oh, they're not home? Here, take these important legal documents right. and just give them to them. Yeah, that's how you foreclose in a house. <laughs> and then after the adventure's over, and they sh the kids show up on a beach, and somehow the police are on the beach, and I don't know why. Yeah, the whole thing's weird. But they know they see them there, and they call the parents. So the parents, is the, the kids have been missing for a while, so all the parents rush over there the bankers just show up too to this seat you know this rescue it's an incredibly emotional moment and everything and the bankers are there just to be like hey we're the villains again so do you want to sign this paper signing over your entire uh, life for worth or whatever in this incredibly emotional time because that's how contracts work <laughs> it's so weird it is really weird and and like the little adventure that they go on um where they end up with the weird deformed kid sloth sloth what sloth the loves fuck that's so bizarre and then oh and like like you said like chunks just like oh i'm gonna take care of you you're gonna live with me first of all 
Yeah. Chunk's a child, so he's not going to take care of anybody. Doesn't have to talk to his parents at all. It's just, it's just decided. Right. Plus, that guy, that that kid, obviously has brain problems, apparently, and, and his face is deformed, apparently because his mom dropped him a bunch of times, I guess. I don't know how exactly that works. So messed up. But that, that dude is an adult mm-hmm. and needs obvious supervision, like like nurses and stuff like that, to help take care of him. Much more than... I mean, basically what Chunk is saying is my child is now over because I have an overgrown child that I have to take care of. Yeah, it's really stupid. Yeah, the whole thing is weird. And those parents those parents are not letting... They bought him... No. They bought him a Domino's pizza <laughs> at the... Uh, to bring to the site of the rescue. So that's another thing that's weird, too. They're in there all in this big van, all the parents, right? They show up at the beach. They stopped at Domino's on the way. <laughs> hey, they've just found our kids. Wait, 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 wait. Stop, stop at Domino's. Let's Chunk get them is going to want pizza. <laughs> it's going to be meaningless if we show up there without food. I mean, there is a theme throughout the movie of him being hungry yeah. and wanting to eat. So yeah. I guess maybe his parents were being nice, but. I mean, if I were one of the parents, I don't think I would have agreed to stop, no matter how much they think their kid wants food. Here's the other thing that's weird, too. There's plumbing underneath there. They go under this this fireplace out in this restaurant. First, and also, was the restaurant on the map? Because how? Right? How, I thought about that, too. How was the restaurant on the map for these pirates that lived hundreds of years ago? Yes. They just knew a restaurant was going to be built there? <laughs> The whole movie is so dumb. And they write all, all the stuff's written in Spanish because apparently they were Spanish pirates, right? Now, I think, I guess that maybe they're on the East Coast. It seems like they're spo- it's supposed to be on the West Coast. Yeah. But I guess, I guess I'll say it's the East Coast because there, there aren't going to be Spanish pirates on the West Coast. Well, there could the be uh, Mexican pirates on the West Coast. No, no, no. These, these pirates were, were Spanish. I mean, okay, may, I guess... I don't know if there were a lot of Mexican pirates. I don't think there were. I don't think there were either. I'm just saying they speak Spanish in Mexico. So. I'm just going to guess they're around Florida because that's where the Spanish pirates were. Okay. Been. Sounds good. But anyway, so they write all this stuff in Spanish and, ob- and presumably don't know English. Right. But it all ends up rhyming in English when it's translated, which makes no sense either. <laughs> and so there's plumbing underneath here, right? So crews have been under is, have been there. To put indoor plumbing in. No one's ever found this treasure. It's supposed to be the most heavily guarded, no one can find a treasure. But seriously, that that Chester Copperpot, who's supposed to be some Indiana Jones-style adventurer, uh-huh. he, he, find, he, he couldn't find the treasure. He dies right after the plumbing. I don't know how. I don't know what killed him right after the plumbing. But anyway, so... All it is is you go underneath this fireplace thing. You go to a place where there's a well. So people could have just come into that well. Ch- Chester Copperpot could have went into that well and got way farther than he had ever been. Right. And anyway, so you do that. You play a piano for a little bit. A door opens and you're there. No one ever found that. No one could ever found The cave from the front, which goes to the ocean, collapses... No one ever thought, hey, there's a bunch of treasure in here, according to the legend. Everyone knows this legend. Why don't we go over to the cave system here? Do some dynamite. Blow up some of the stuff. See if we can explore through here. Then they could have gotten right to the boat. Yeah. The whole thing is ridiculous. This treasure would have been found a long time ago. Yeah. And the treasure is surrounded by... uh skeletons of people who died sitting at a table. Like, yeah. It's really weird. I think maybe they were poisoned, but it's weird because One-Eye Willie's there too. Because it says One-Eye Willie killed all the people. Like, killed all his 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 crew so that they couldn't tell anyone where the treasure is. Even though they were they were for five years caved into this place. It, it doesn't make any sense. But One-Eyed Willie's there too. So, did he poison himself? Did he accidentally eat the poison? Or did he kill everyone live for another couple of years and then eventually just sit down and look at the skeletons and be like, oh, I wish I had my crew back and then just died there. Ew. I sure hope not. That's, that's, ew. And just died sitting down? Like, just didn't move anymore? I, I, none of it makes sense. No. So, but there, there's one fun thing about it. 
when Chunk calls to try to tell the sheriff's department what's going on with the with these criminals that kill people. They, he he says he talks about all the lies that he's told them before, and one of the things he mentions is oh like all those creatures that multiply when you get them wet. So that's a nice gremlin shout out for right. for another property that Steven Spielberg also produced. Love gremlins. Yeah, gremlins is a good one. There are things about gremlins that don't make sense either, but but maybe Still. one maybe one day we'll we'll delve into that. But that's the thing is that's a lot of the reason why this movie doesn't hold up, and. If you're a kid, you don't care about any of that. And I'm sure when I was younger, 10 years ago, when I when I watched this movie for the first time, I didn't care about it either. So I yeah. think that's part of it, too. Yeah, your suspension of disbelief is, uh, is, is much greater as a child, for we're, sure. We're just jaded, almost adults now. So <laughs> that's what it comes down to. But that is our episode for the week. We'll end this episode, we'll end every episode, with our blockbuster pick of the week. Carol, you have never seen Lightning Jack. I have not. It's terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Then I guess I never will. It's a movie with Paul Hogan uh, of Crocodile Dundee fame. And it's basically, it's similar. It's a similar-ish plot. Beverly D'Angelo's in it from the Vacation movie. And Cuba Gooding Jr. from Don't Tell Me, it's called, damn it, Boys in the Hood. That's what it's called. So, it's it's not good. I don't even want to go into the plot. If there, Basically, the headline here is there's nothing really great at Blockbuster to, to rent this week. I think this is the second week in a row now that we've had a recommend we don't rent it. Didn't we do What's Eating Gilbert Grape last week? Okay, I take it back then. I I think we mentioned, at least mentioned What's Eating Gilbert Grape, but because that came out. Okay. Rent What's Eating Gilbert Grape again. That's a much (laughs) better movie. Right. Than Lightning Jack. Uh, It's it's an offense to Australian people everywhere, I have to imagine. Or um, rent the Goonies and uh, put the kids in front of it and then do something else fun. Yeah. Like make out. Right. And uh, Paul Hogan doesn't pay his taxes either. That's what I heard. So anyway, <laughs> so anyway, that is our episode for the week. As always, you know, do the mail and put stuff in Carol's locker. And you can send me mail in my locker and, and all that stuff. You know, everything that, that you do. Do all that stuff. Tell people about the show. Send them the tapes. Yep. All right. Have a good day. See you. Bye. Bye. bye.